It is so hard in this busy day and age to try to find time to be able to work on your music journey. I totally get that. Um, this is why I know one of the first things I'm usually asked when people want to work with me is how much time do you need me to have available to work on the things we talk about? And it's really interesting because, I mean, people are usually surprised to hear my answer because I don't think you need like full days to work on your music journey. It's kind of like, um, trying to exercise or be more fit, I guess. It's like, I don't know. I heard someone say a little while ago that if you're just getting started to try to be fit, just do 20 push-ups of a nighttime before you go to bed. And there are other people saying, yeah, that's not going to do much. Like 20 push-ups isn't much. And then someone else said, yeah, but it's 20 more than you would have done. You know what I mean? And it's about consistency. And once you do a little bit, it becomes easy to do more. Now, what usually happens is, and I can speak from experience for this, is that you'll take on some form of new project or you'll have a new goal or aspiration or just a new path that you're walking on or, you know, new way that you're trying to take your journey. And then you'd be like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So for me, that kind of project would be, I don't know, starting this podcast, for example, and then I'll set it all up and I'll work out everything and I'll, I'll record an episode and then I'll edit it and I'll do it in specific ways and blah, blah, blah. I'll listen back to it and check it and upload it and do show notes, all that kind of stuff, schedule it for it to be ready for launch and all that stuff. And I realize it'll take me a long time, you know, uh, and, and it does take up a lot of my time. And then I don't have enough time to, you know, re- respond to music artists or work on social content or whatever I was doing at the time. So what you usually do then is find ways to simplify your process so that it doesn't take up too much time. All of my systems now are set up so smoothly for doing this podcast that what used to take me a day to do, to churn out an episode, I can churn out multiple episodes in an hour. Like that's how quick it is because I've refined my systems down. And you can do the same thing too. You can trim off all the stuff that doesn't matter, change your approach do and focus on things that do matter. There's a really common business principle that's referred to all the time, pretty much in any marketing book you read or business productivity book, whatever. And it's always about the Pareto principle. And the Pareto principle is that 20% of the work you do is responsible for 80% of the results or 20% of the customers you have are responsible for 80% of your income. So it's the whole 2080 rule, right? So it's that type of thing. 20% of the time you put into a project or your systems or the things you do actually bring you most of your results. So get rid of the rest of it and focus on um, you know, that 20% that matters and then try to expand that and focus more on that 20%. And then when you are able to expand that 20% out, cut out the 80% that doesn't matter within that 20% and focus on the 20% of the 20%. You know what I mean? Another good point is my newsletter that used to take me a day and a half to do. Now it takes me an hour and a half, an hour if I don't get distracted. So you can really simplify things up. And the same thing goes for your social media promotion and your music marketing in general. Um, I usually say that you can work on your entire, you can get all of your marketing done in a single day uh, in half an hour if you just completely work your butt off for half an hour. And for most people, that's doable, especially considering that there's no time limit on it. You can do it 24 hours a day. So that means that when you first wake up in the morning, if you're slow getting out of bed, you can spend your half an hour doing your the things that matter to grow your music career then. Or the other way around, if you stay up late, go to bed half an hour earlier and just sit in bed and do it there. You can do it off your phone. It's amazing. Um, but the same thing goes for creating social content. I don't believe that you should leave your social content creation up to the day itself. You know, um, you should be planning this ahead of time. And that's what I usually do. I create a whole bunch of stuff ahead of time, then schedule it out. Spoiler alert. I'm going to say spoiler alert. If you don't know this by now, I actually record these I Am Northbound episodes ahead of time, usually. 
and record three or four in advance and then schedule them and then not have to think about the podcast for a month. You know, that's better. Cause if you remember, I used to live it week to week and that's when I could sometimes forget, be too busy, that kind of stuff. So now I dedicate time to do it and I am way more productive in a shorter period of time. It's an example of what I'm talking about. But you should do the same thing with your social content. You can create all of your social content in just a few hours, which is why I recommend that if you're serious about growing your social presence as a music artist, then you definitely should be serious about your content creation. But the, uh, the, if you want the hardest journey possible, the hardest way to do it is to just leave it up to each day. That's the hardest way, okay? And a lot of music artists do that. They don't think about what to post till the day itself, and then they usually release stuff that sucks. But if you think about it ahead of time and plan out what you're going to be doing, then you can get all of your social content done. That is fantastic stuff that people are going to absolutely love. Your audience is going to resonate with it hard and it will increase their connection and move them further down your listen path just by dedicating like two hours a week to doing it. Like maybe of a Saturday morning, whenever works for you, whenever you've got time off, just smash it out. Or if you have to break it into half an hour because that's all you've got available to you, just of a weeknight, you work at half an hour of your content creation and that's it. You know what I mean? You can really, really make a difference and grow online if you are hyper specific and focused with the work you do, if that's targeted and you're not wasting time. So anyway, speaking of that, I won't waste any more time and we'll get into today's episode. This is from uh, an episode of a show that I was doing in the inner circle called Content is King. And I'm going to be showing you exactly how you can get all of your social content done in just a few hours per week. In the 40 Songwriter, when I released the first book, the very first version, if you're one of the people who got one of the very limited runs of physical copies of the first version of the book, you would have seen a chapter in there called How to Post More on Social Media Than You Ever Have Before. And it showed you how to... Um, essentially in a couple of hours, create 21 pieces of content so you could post three times per day. Uh, then once I redid the second version of the book in which I moved a couple chapters around, I ended up moving that chapter to the deluxe version. So if you are listening now and you picked up the audiobook and the, the deluxe version, you would notice that chapter was in the deluxe version. But that was the chapter that everyone raved about the most. They would hit me up all the time and be like, man, thank you so much for giving me like an actionable like plan and process for creating 21 pieces of content per week. But the problem was, is that I wrote that strategy, I think late 2018, early 2019, and a lot has changed in the world of social media. That's part of the reason as to why, well, it's most of the reason why I moved it out of the main book and into the deluxe version, because it was a strategy that could become dated if algorithm changes ruined it. And I didn't want it to be in the main book if that was the case, right? Uh, so I moved it to the deluxe version for that exact reason. So essentially, you know, it, it still can work, but the problem is, is I mean, the process itself works. If you do it, you'll end up with 21 pieces of content ready to post. But the problem is, is that a lot has changed on social media since then. You know, the platforms are asking for different things. TikTok's now a thing. Instagram now has reels. Short form video is uh, something that people should be prioritizing toward. And uh, just the way that people adapt and view content is completely different. You don't have to put as much effort in anymore, believe it or not, to get content that resonates with people. So today I want to tell you a bit of like, not so much a, a complete replacement to that chapter, but give you an idea of how I create my content and how you can too, so that it's minimal work, but highest reward. Now, don't think for a second that what I do is what you should do, because I'm not, uh, I, I spend so much time studying what to do on social media that I don't really have the time left to actually implement it. Okay. I know that sounds crazy. I need to, I am self, uh, very much aware that I need to be better at applying what I say to do on social media. However, the people that are doing this are winning. So take my word for it. It's, uh, getting great results, whether that be music artists that I've told to do it 
uh, you know, told to do this strategy uh, or, you know, the, where I actually learn them from bigger businesses and bigger um, content creators that they do this sort of thing as well. So essentially I want to tell you how to do it. And it's, it's what you're doing is, is you're taking, imagine a single potato, right? Like it's, it's a potato, but you can turn that into fries. Okay. It, it can become multiple little things that all come from the one potato, but you know, they're a whole different thing, a bunch of smaller stuff. Um, or chicken breast turns it into chicken nuggets, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, you know, it, it's different things that all come from the same uh, main piece of content. And that means that you don't have to put as much work in to get much better uh, response and results, right? So the problem is, is that a lot of music artists don't see the truth, what is what they are actually required to be these days in order to grow a movement. And that is you have to essentially be a pioneer in your space. Okay. You have to be someone who's prepared to not only write about certain issues. And as I've said, all of my stuff come like in order to get anything out of what I say, you must have, like you must first have found your motivation. Like who are you here to serve? What is your message? And what are you here to say to people? Once you're able to say that, then it's just about trying to create content that resonates beyond that. Okay. So once you've found your motivation, you need to be like the, the people who are going to see the biggest results are the ones who are prepared to not only write about those songs, but also talk about them and to discuss them. The ones who are prepared to get people on to like a podcast episode and record a video like of them interviewing a person or something like that. We'll talk about that in a sec. But if you're able to do that and break that mental barrier, you've done most of the work for real. A lot of people that I work with when I work one-on-one, if I suggest this, they'll say, Oh, I don't know. Never thought about doing a podcast before, man. Like, I don't know. It's like that to me, I've just thought about performing music. It's like, nah, get out there and be a spokesperson for this specific thing that you do. And trust me, you'll get interviewed more. Magazines will want to pick you up more. Like blogs will want to interview you. Like you'll get more. If you like, if you get on festivals, you'll get interviewed on the side stage because you've got something interesting worth saying. You're not just great music. You've also got a great message and you're creating a movement and that's how people grow their big audiences. Okay. Um, you're just reverse engineering what the big music artists have kind of been given to them by the labels. Like you have to speak on radio shows. You have to have a message to blah, blah, blah. You're doing that early. So you're ready to go. And trust me, if a label or someone is looking to put someone on their roster or, you know, even just if it's a booking agent trying to get you on a show or a festival, they're going to see you standing out because you actually stand for something. Okay. Anyway, so first of all, you're going to have to do that. Now, secondly, what I recommend everyone does is start a podcast. I know that sounds kind of crazy if you're just thinking about being a music artist, but start a podcast. It's no longer just like podcasts aren't these days really expected to just be audio. Okay. Like most of the podcasts that come out these days have a video component with them as well. And that makes things incredibly easy for you. So what you need to do is, is that I'll talk about this in another episode, but you have to create, actually, if you're inside the, um, in a circle, of course you, there's, I've done an episode on this already in a uh, real talk. I did a one ages ago about finding your content pillars. Go check that out. Okay. Because essentially what you want to do is take your message and then divide it up into multiple different dimensions, if you will, that allow you to, to solve the issue that you're here to solve from different angles. If you've ever noticed with my content, I don't say the same thing over and over again. Uh, when I'm posting off, then that is. So some days I might be saying about, here's how to get your music heard. Some days I might be saying like, um, here's how to push your movement. And today I'm talking about like social media. Uh, you know, look at that real talk is about, um, marketing strategies. Con- content is king is about social media. And then on Fridays uh, for me, I do the Northbound book club, which is summarizing, um, more key growth components, et cetera, for growing your movement. Um, 
you know, I talk about mental health. Sometimes I talk about like how to uh, motivate you and talk about things like imposter syndrome. I talk about that a bit in real, I, real, I did that recently in real talk. Uh, but I also will talk about, you know, creating the culture around your music. Like these are all different angles that I use that all fit into my four key dimensions of my book, the 4D songwriter, the music, the, uh, the music dimension, sorry, the personality dimension, um, the branding dimension and lifestyle. Um, it all comes together under each of those categories. And those are my four content pillars. So I'm not just saying over and over again, here's how to get your music heard. Here's how to get your music heard. Here's how to get your music heard. Or you get sick of me. But what I can do is provide content that because I know the needs of the people that I'm here to serve, I can provide content from different angles to support those needs. And that's why I get comments on my posts like, oh my goodness, man, how did you know I needed to hear this today? This is exactly what I needed. And if you go through my content, it's not all music marketing. It's all the different types of content pillars that I need to support in order to push the global message, right? So you need to do that too. Go check out that episode if you haven't done that already. But once you do, you can start to try to create and form um, these uh, pillars that are going to start solving these, uh, the, the, the problem that you have from different angles. So you're no longer just talking about the one thing you're talking about the multiple little things that all kind of like help, uh, provide value to someone who's suffering from that one thing, the headache that your music is here to be a headache type of four. Okay. Now, more or less what that means is just finding a bunch of different topics and things that you can talk about on your podcast through these different content pillars. So I could do an episode one day on music marketing. I could do another episode another day on, um, beating imposter syndrome and like not being motivated enough. Uh, then I could do one on another day about how to like effectively um, create bio and consumer psychology uh, growth within your, um, you know, your, the, the audience and stuff of your, through your messaging, which is another thing to do with semi lifestyle, semi branding. But as you can see, all my topics can fit under those different headings, uh, headings, sorry. And that's what you need to do as well. So find your content pillars, start a podcast and record a video of you, um, like doing the episode as you do it. You don't need to get a ton of gear to get into this, especially if you're a music artist that records at home, you likely have a microphone there ready to go. You might just need to get a webcam. But if you use a service uh, free program, both on Windows and Mac called OBS, uh, Open Broadcaster Software, you can download that and use that as a way to record your episodes. That's how I do it. I actually just record uh, all my, uh, anything that sounds good that I do. This is on my AirPods right now. It's that easy. If you don't have anything else, just do it like this. Um, but if I'm at my studio, I just have a camera that goes into a capture card, essentially just an expensive webcam into OBS with my microphone, with a bunch of settings that I've used on my mic to make it sound like a podcast mic. And you can look up the tutorials on YouTube how to make and make your mic sound better on OBS and people will give you settings to use and it will sound great. Now, the biggest thing that people will run into when, uh, creating content is like before they get into it, we can to themselves. I don't know if I can talk for a long period of time. I can try, like, trust me, I can assure you if you, are passionate about the topic that you have. And if you're already writing music about it and you have a topic in front of you, I almost guarantee that you can come up with content on the spot that you'll end up talking about for at least 10 minutes. No problems whatsoever. I'm going so fast right now because I've only got five minutes left of this episode and I've got so much more to say. I might even extend this episode and make it even longer for you uh, because there's just so much to say. It's like, trust me, once you get going, it's really hard to, um, 
not like to, 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 to not hit the boundary of the time you've set. Okay. It's, it actually becomes much easier than you think. So give it a go and don't tell yourself that you can't do it until you give it a try. If you find that you're not someone that can just talk about a topic. Sure. When you first get started, you might need to put dot points down. So take a, a moment to like, you know, maybe half an hour before you record to almost like script out your episode with dot points and give yourself key points that you want to talk about in the episode. So that you can actually get around uh, creating the episode and make sure you stay on path. I've done this for so long now that I don't need to script anything. I can just start talking about a topic and I know I can deliver what I'm wanting to deliver. I've kind of gotten better over that, but I've done it for years. Right. Uh, you know, I have people say, how can you just talk for that, that amount of time? And, um, you know, I'm like, I don't know either, but I just, I just trust that it must be because I've done it for so long. But in the beginning I had to write dot points out. So I knew that I could always, if I ever found myself on too much of a tangent, look at my sheet of paper and then get back on track so that I know I'm not just providing, uh, you know, rubbish to people. I'm actually giving them value. Okay. So you need like, maybe you might need to do the same thing. Now, if you're someone who's super shy and timid and you uh, be going to give it a go, then I am so proud of you for doing that. Cause you have to do it if you want to use this content strategy. But what you can do is, is maybe if you don't just want to dot point it, you can script your entire episode out. Now, this might take a while because you have to type everything out and it takes quite a while. But then once you've done it, you know that your episode's good. You know that you just have to read off the sheet of paper and everything's you know likely going to come out sounding great. So do that if you want, but it's going to take way longer. Okay. So that's why I don't recommend it, but you know, it, it definitely will give you a great episode. And a lot of people that I know that do podcasts do script their episodes out, but it does take them, you know, sometimes two days to record, uh, or to, sorry, to create all of their content from the start of their episode to when it comes out. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if you've got the time to do it. Cool. But if you don't have time, you can just start talking, getting content out there talking about a specific topic is better than not getting content out. Okay. Um, so what you want to do is you want to do the best you can to create the best content you can in whatever method works best for you. Now, once you've done that, uh, you will have a video with audio of you, um, you know, of an episode that you've recorded. Now, what I do next is I take that episode and I drop it into Final Cut. Uh, you can use any video editing software and I put an intro and an outro on it that I just created earlier. Now, if you don't know how to do any of this, you can go to Fiverr and get people to create uh, podcast intros for you with video uh, and an outro as well. You just tell them what you like it to say. Usually you would use the outro to push them to the next step. So if someone's listening to a podcast, they likely have a way higher level of commitment than someone who's just browsing one of your Instagram posts. So they might be interested in the next step. So where are you taking them next? Are you asking them to join a Facebook group? Are you asking them to do whatever? I ask people on the I'm Northbound podcast to come and join the I'm Northbound in a circle. Like where's the next step for you? Okay. That's the opportunity. That's where you put it in. Now, uh, that is when you have put that intro on and that outro, you export it out and you've got a video ready for YouTube or whatever, a long form IGTV, if you want piece of content that has the entire podcast from start to finish. Okay. Well done. You've completed it. That's awesome. Uh, but what you might want to do is if you, uh, do want to edit it, if you have made mistakes and that kind of stuff before you put the intro and the outro on, you uh, might want to edit the video. Now, the best way to edit the video that I see that I think is the greatest idea that you could use and the best software going at the moment is called Descript, D E. S C R I P T. And what it does is, is you put your video into it and it automatically uh, transcribes the entire video out into written form. Now this is really good. Okay. You want that. You want a written version of your podcast because it looks so much better if you upload it somewhere to put the, like, the script for people who just want to read it rather than actually watch the whole video, depending on how long it is. But the cool thing about Descript is, is that it can automatically remove out all the filler words, which is something admittedly that I need done with my types of stuff. 
But as you edit on Descript and remove uh, certain words out, if you've made a mistake or if you said something wrong, it actually edits the video for you too. So that when you export the video out at the end of it, it is edited as well as the transcript. It's very cool. So once you edit, like as you edit the transcript, the video is all trimmed up. It's really, really cool. Um, and it's a great little way of uh, editing your video on the fly. So once you've done that and created all of that content, uh, sorry, so once you've created that content, you will have had, uh, the, the, you'll have the video completely finished and that's edited um, with the intro and the outro one. Now you can edit it in Descript after you've done the intro and the outro, or you can do it before, then go put the intro and the outro on. Uh, it's up to you how you want to do it. But once you're done, you've got a completely edited video podcast with um, the transcript ready to go. So already you've got the long form piece of content. Consider that your potato, okay? That's what you're driving everyone back to. Now, what you want to do now is cut up that potato into smaller other pieces of content uh, so that you can um, release it out into the world and have people in consume the smaller pieces of content. And when they're interested, they take the next step. As I said, when you're creating the outro to your podcast, what's the next step you're leading to them next on? Well, now we're going backwards. Like we're going no longer looking forward to the next step. What are the previous steps? Well, you're creating them now to get them to the podcast. You've got to create these like smaller pieces of content that get their attention. Now, the way you can do this is there's tons of different ways you can do it. Uh, there are different websites online that will automatically resize your video to different sizes and stuff uh, for like vertical video, which is um, nine by 16 for things like TikTok, uh, Instagram reels, et cetera, et cetera. You can cut little clips out. Um, you know, different things like that. You can make that work to your advantage. But right now you've got your long form piece of content, put that on uh, YouTube, put that on IGTV and you're ready to go and you've got it ready to um, release that way. Now, what I want you to do also is take the audio from your video clip, which you can do easily by exporting the video with just the, uh, the audio track. Then you can upload that with the intro and the outro on, of course, to a program called Anchor. Now, Anchor is completely free to use, and it is a podcast distribution uh, excuse me, system that will distribute you service that'll push you so, so everywhere. So this is what I use personally. Uh, when I upload to Anchor for an I Am Northbound episode, I schedule it to say, come out on this time, and when it comes out on that time, it goes everywhere. It goes to Spotify, it goes to Google Podcasts, it goes to Apple Podcasts, it goes to Stitcher, it goes to uh, Pocket Casts, it goes to all different like different ones as well. Um, I'm trying to remember some of them I've never even heard or used before, uh, but they are distributed there as well. Okay, so essentially Anchor is where you'll send your podcast out everywhere. But you've got your video. So as I said, that's YouTube and IGTV done. Your audio is going to go to the podcast platforms for those people who prefer to listen rather than um, watch the video itself. But uh, And then now all we have to do is create the smaller pieces of content to represent, uh, you know, to push people to any of those different um you know, platforms, depending on how they like to consume content. Some people, when it's longer form, will prefer podcasts because then they can just chuck it in their ears or put it on in the car and just listen to it while they're driving or studying or working or whatever. But some people, uh, you know, will prefer to watch a video, which is different. People have different preferences. So be there where they're prepared, you know, where they're expecting you to be. Okay. Now, also something I haven't touched on yet that you could absolutely do if you are at that post, should have said this earlier. I thought about it and I was like, I'll say in a second, I'm getting distracted talking about the other stuff. But what you could do is that's probably a little bit of a tick in the column as to why you should script episodes, right? Look for my example. Uh, but essentially what you can do is you can actually, if you don't even want to talk solo on a podcast yourself, uh, you could interview people. There are plenty of people out there with great stories that are in like, they likely are in your field of what you're looking to uh, discuss and bring people on to talk about mental health if you're in a mental health space or if you're in a completely different space bring someone else on that's kind of in that field as well 
problem is if you, uh, I know it might seem tempting to be like, oh, I'll just get a guest on because then there's not as much spotlight on me. Uh, but I'll tell you, it's much easier to organize yourself than it is a guest. And it's much easier to churn out content routinely. And if you are trying to find a guest and you need a guest in order to release an episode, you'll procrastinate if you can't find one and you'll stop releasing content. And this goal of this whole process, uh, sorry, so this whole um, uh, content creation, uh, what's the, even the word tactic is to, uh, or method, um, the method. So yeah, is to make sure that you're releasing content often. Okay. If you're doing a podcast, you're bringing out content every week, but just remember as you're creating this content, it's only going to take you, um, you know, once you get rehearsed and good at it, it might take you half an hour to record your episode. You might make a few mistakes. It might be a 20 minute episode, 10 minutes worth of mistakes and set up and uh, pack down. Then you edit it and descript. It might take you 40 minutes or so to edit the episode. Uh, then you've exported those two versions with the intro and the outro. That might just take you, you know, within a couple of hours, you have your podcast done, ready to go. Now it's just time to uh, chop it up into smaller bits. Now, as you're editing the uh, podcast in Descript, you should be taking note of little small things that you say that are really good for like little sound bites and clips and things that you think is important and valuable to your audience. So, uh, and I would take note as uh, I'm doing the transcript, if I were doing the transcript through Descript, take a note of the seconds, like the exact time code in the video that you say it and write it down next to you, get a piece of paper or whatever, and just write at, you know, 18 minutes and 23 seconds, I say, like, start the quote with this. So if get a list of stuff that you think is good, because these are going to be the best little clips and sound bites you'll use to release on your content feed. Now, I know that a lot of people think that when they do a clip of something good, the, you know, the thought is, oh, I'll use one of those waveform generators. Like everyone sees them in their feed, right? With the podcast name and it's just them talking, but it has the waveform moving. Uh, you can do that easy, like through a program uh, online called headliner.app, uh, headliner app. But the problem is, is that personally, um, like through my testing and what I've looked at other people's uh, insights when they've tried it as well and looked at their engagement rate and stuff, those videos never really seem to perform very well. I think it's because most people browse on their phones and most people browse on their phones on mute. A post that is specifically just audio uh, is not something they really give a chance to, but if it's video and it captures their attention, they stop, they might see a closed caption that's automatically generated, or you can put closed captions in because you transcribe the episode, which is awesome. And then they might turn the sound on and pay more attention. I think that's why it works, but essentially don't create those little audio wizard gram apps, whatever you want to call them. Don't use headliner app for that. I just don't think it works as well as you might think uh, it will. But what you want to do is, is take those little time uh, stamps and then go back to your video edit, edit, editing software, sorry, and cut out those clips into smaller versions that you can use on your different social feeds. Now, once you've created those small little clips out, it doesn't take long because if you notice with this whole strategy, the goal is not to create a ton of work that you have to do. It's doing things as you're doing things. Okay. As I said, uh, recording the episode quickly, then editing it out. So it becomes, um, uh, a, a version ready for YouTube and it, it IGTV at once. And then doing the podcast versions ready to go already. Like as you're editing it, you're editing it for multiple platforms. Okay. And as you're editing it, like literally in Descript, as you're uh, actually going through and editing the transcript, you can uh, be taking out the small clips as well that you're going to be using for, um, you know, your smaller pieces of content. Now, the reason I say this is because I think sometimes when I talk about this, people think that you have to, from start to finish, transcribe your video, then go back and watch it and find the cool clips. It's like, no, do it as you're editing. You'll save so much time. Okay. I'm all about minimal time for maximum value. Okay. So once you, like it all comes down to 
the topic of the video. If you're talking about something people want to hear, then people are going to want to hear it. Okay. And then it just comes down to making the rest of the process easy. So you don't get tired with the amount of work you have to do creating this podcast. It only needs to take a couple of hours to create all this content. Then what you want to do is uh, export um, all the clips of like little bits that you've found that are cool little sound bites or whatever, and save them in a folder. And depending on how many you make, you, if you find more than six, then you have daily content. You know what I mean? Like of video of you talking about that podcast with the cool little clips and people being interested in that already. Okay. That's amazing. But even if you only come up with three clips, like that's three days worth of content. Plus you've got the day where you obviously talk about the whole podcast is out. If it's like on Instagram, you put the IGTV link up or whatever, but this is how you create tons of content out of one, you know, main thing. You can take the transcript, you can upload it to your website as a blog post if you want with the podcast video. So you can drive people back to your website if you want, or you can, you know, move them to wherever you want them to be. It depends, but be like on what you want. But essentially you are creating this um, transcript to be used anywhere that text is able to be seen. So why not put it on Tumblr? Why not put it, you know, as a Facebook post the day after you release the episode in case people want to read it? I'm not, I mean, it might be pretty long, so maybe not that, but still you can see how to actually use it to your advantage. What I like to do is take the main overview of the episode and then go to my email list when I talk about when the new episode's out and give one point of value that I think is really important and but say it as quickly as possible so the email doesn't become way too long. And then say, if you want to hear the rest, come join the inner circle or come listen to it there because some people don't want to read a massive long email in their inbox and that's most people. So I know that. So I only create a small, quick, digestible email with a bit of value in it and say, if you want to hear the rest, come listen to it, you know, come listen to it. I'm and that moves people to the next step. So that's a great way to get your emails done as well. Just give a quick overview of a single point of value that you think is important from what you create. It sounds like a lot of, you are doing a lot, but it doesn't mean that it's a lot of work. Okay. Trust me on that. It sounds like you have to do a lot. Oh, great. I have to do my email list. But usually a lot of people are saying, I've got an email list, but I don't know what to provide to them. Well, push them to your podcast episode for free and say, this is what I'm talking about. If you want to listen to the whole thing, come over here. Um, but give them the, a really good point of value or a really cool moment or give them a reason to come across. Now, back to these small clips. Once you've done that, the last thing you need to do is take the text of those small clips because you've already got it transcribed and use them as text posts. So if you have Twitter, put them like a tweet them, like tweet the words that you say in that episode. You don't have to say taken from this podcast episode, come check it out. Just put it up as a tweet. Now, after you've posted that tweet, uh, screenshot it and then use it as an Instagram post as well. People are, that is doing really well. It's so low effort, but people are really liking at the moment, engaging well with tweets represented on Instagram. So use that to your advantage or well, put it up on your story on Instagram if you want, but you've created so much content. I hope you can uh, really see the big picture there from that single podcast episode. So this episode, I've already extended it. I'm it's going to near half an hour, but still it's important, right? This is how you do it from start to finish. You sit down, you can script out or do dot points, whatever you want, or just sit down and start talking and record a killer 20 minute. If you want, if you want half an hour, cool, whatever, however long you feel comfortable talking for, even if it's 10 minutes, it's better than nothing, but you will find more opportunity to, to get more clips and more sound bites and more content from a longer episode. So do a 20-minute podcast, right? Sit down, record it through OBS, webcam, mic, done. Export it. Take it into Descript if you want uh, to do it now. That's totally cool. Edit the transcript to make sure you remove all the parts that you might have made mistakes on, all the filler words, et cetera, et cetera. Then you've got it done. Export it back out again. Put it into Final Cut. Put the intro and the outro on. 
export it out of the game, so you're done. Okay, the video is completely finished. Now, what you want to do is export it out of whatever video editing software you used again, um, just as audio. Then upload the audio to Anchor, upload the finished video to YouTube and to IGTV. The, the long form is completely finished now. Now, as you were editing through Descript, you should have taken notes to find the best clips where you say the coolest stuff. Go back into your video, video editing software, sorry, cut those clips out and export them as well, just as video with audio. Don't just do audio versions of that. You don't need to upload that to your podcasting um, stream unless you want to release lots of podcast content. Um, but you can release out uh, sorry, export out those videos and then they're completely done. Then schedule them. You can use, I forgot to say, you can use something like Facebook uh, Creator Studio, which is a free service to schedule posts on Instagram and Facebook and IGTV. Do that, schedule them, your content is done. Then take the text from those posts that you are, uh, uh, sorry, the, the clips that you have released out and exported out, then uh, export out, sorry, then I uh, take it to Twitter, post on Twitter. Those exported clips now become your tweets post the tweet, screenshot it, use it as an Instagram story, use it on the days and Instagram post amongst your normal Instagram content, and then take go to your email list and give a brief summary of the episode with a value point and hit send and you're done. It should not take you that long. It's really quite simple. Once you get the process down, it becomes easier and easier. And you'll find that you'll just get excited about how much content people are interacting with and how much it's starting to take off. And trust me, once you start getting a podcast running, more and more people are going to want to come on your show to talk about things, then do that and promote it and turn it into what it can become. Because remember, your music can exist alongside that. Make sure to use your music as your intro and your outro music or, you know, talk to people about if you want to talk about where to push people next why not say i've got a new album out go check it out on spotify like promote your music through what you do um but yeah like you your music exists as the soundtrack to your movement so if you're doing a little clip that only goes for a minute put an instrumental version of one of your songs under it so people get the vibe of what you're about it may sound like a lot of my strategies pull you away from being a music artist but remember it's all part of the big global vision and your music is the soundtrack to that entire thing so wherever you get an opportunity use your music because the more people find out about you the more they want to follow you and the more they want to follow you the more they want to go where you tell them to go and you just tell them to come to live shows and they will Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard. Thank you.